Hey girl, love this episode. Um, don't let him back you into no corner. Um, yeah, guess all guys want to do, get over your house, start kissing on your neck, and you know, one thing leads to another, they want to get close, yeah, and then that celibacy is going to be broken, so stick to your guns. I stand behind you. <laughs> yes, come through. Special shout out to ST Weight Loss, who you just heard from a little while ago. Thank you so much for your feedback. I definitely got back to you so you know that that message made my day when I definitely got it after a rough work day. But um, yes, thank you. And I have been following the advice thus far. So um, if you all are trying to lose some weight before the holidays or you know that fall season is here, ladies is trying to get up in them skinny jeans, the high waist jeans and all that. We're trying to do the thigh high boots, the, you know what I'm saying, the ankle boots. We're trying to do all the boots, honey. But if you're trying to get the muffin top off or just shut a couple inches, please follow ST Weight Loss. I believe she's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, honey. And also uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Anchor FM, and a few other platforms as well. Now, with that being said, I do want to say that listening to her podcast and taking her advice on top of the fact that I now I've been working for UPS for the past, it's going to be two months soon, which has been, it's physical, but I love it because it's like a workout and I get like kind of paid to work out. But the area that I'm in is not really so much like I deal with literally I deal with flat envelopes, anything from the size of what they call small sort. So it's anything from the size of small envelopes all the way up to soft packages that you could get in the mailbox um, up to the size of a shoe box or a flat rectangular box. That's that's the most that I deal with. But depending on the load of the day, 67K, 55K, like a light load is 20K, 30K. 55K, I think today was a 55, 52K day, 67K. As we get into peak, it's going to be 100, 150K day. Child, like, you know, like, sis gets tired. So depending on what the week is, bottom line, like, I don't get to Chopper's Corner as much as I, I, I want to. And... I need y'all to know, like, I think of you every single day. There's not a day that I go by that I don't think of y'all. But today's episode, as I'm, after I catch up with you all on what's been going on with me or whatever, is about nine toxic relationships that you should be aware of. And I stumbled across that article and I said, look, toxic relationships is one thing. But if you could dead ass just kind of chop it down to different categories such as nine or five or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that's the best way. So I took a good look, I took a glance over and it was pretty solid what I saw. But yeah, I want to talk to some of you right now before I get into that though in the next segment or whatever. I got a few things I want to get to before I get to that. If you all is at a job that's like stress, I mean, even if you got like shitty ass supervisor, yo, all I want to know, all I want to say about Chop, though, Chopper's Corner, this is what's been really going on with me. I be dealing with some shit look, at work, right, with the supervisors and crazy ass people. And even though I'm self-employed and I still work from home and I love it, it's like my first love, it's my first job, everything. Working outside of the house part time, even though I dead ass, like with the different loads that we get, we get different hours. So it's almost damn near a full-time job at times because you get different start times different depending on um what the load is. Long story short, 
I've been dealing with some people that's just like, I'm like, I remember when I used to just be home in my office kicking it. Like, it's humbling, though, because at the same time, I can't say all the things that I want to say there like I do on Chapel's Corner or anywhere else where, like, I could be more free. Like, I remember the days where I was free, where I don't get where I'm at. Like, I could just say what I want to say. I'll be in situations there with supervisor, like, one one supervisor. I ended up finding out that this crazy bitch was a Sagittarius just like me. I was like, oh, okay, but so that's what it is because I'm a Sag too. So then she found out that I was a Sag. And ever since then, it's just been this kind of like every now and again, like she's just able to read me better. You know what I'm saying? And I was able to just read her better. But even now and again, I'm still just like, it's still crazy people at the job. So child, I got books. I got tons of books. Shit. That's all I like to do is fucking read since I was a youngin', Okay. And I, I had to dig up two fucking books from my past that I had bought a long time ago that I had to revisit. And the title of one of these books is Living Successfully with Screwed Up People by Elizabeth B. Brown. And the second book, which is not around me right now, but I do have the title written down somewhere, is Controlling Your Anger Before It Gets to You. Yes, yeah, yo, I don't give a, yo, let me tell you something, when it comes to self-care, self-love, you know, investing in myself, trying to become the best me, you know, be all that you can be, bitch, not me in no motherfucking army, you know what I'm saying, because like I be saying in my motherfucking body, I'm a one-woman army, if, it's, if I'm going to be all that I can be in an army, bitch, it's going to be my motherfucking army, and I invest in myself, bitch, so you know it's crazy people running around here, and you can sit there and woo-saw, and, yo, my supervisor, the sad, she told me today, because she's like, yo, you're so uptight today, she's like, I can see the fire burning in you, because she know we a sad sign, fire sign. I'm like, yeah. She's like, Wusa, Wusa. I'm like, yo, you dad. I was like, yo, you always talking about Wusa. Like, this is the spa. I said, this is UPS. This ain't a spa. Yo, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, yo. But I got to laugh on that. I'm like, you talking about Wusa. I could say things in there, but I just can't say the things that I want to say. And I just feel like dealing with these people sometimes is in work and stuff. It's just so draining. Also, on top of my schedule, I'm behind on things like this podcast and my other podcast. Sometimes that, you know, other things I am caught up on, though, you know what I mean, like the small business. But you know, when I turn around and I look at this shit, I'm like, y'all not gonna fucking, y'all not gonna fucking kill me, because the way I feel right now is, yo, some days I'm so fucking tired. Not only am I too tired to fucking talk on the fucking podcast, fuck, I'm too tired to talk. Not only am I too tired to talk, but shit, there's days where I'm so tired that I can't tell my ass from a chicken nugget. Like dead ass, I look at a chicken nugget and be like, oh my god, my ass. Like, yeah, yeah. Sit there and fucking wipe my ass and touch my ass and be there. Oh, my God, a chicken nugget. No, it's your ass. Dead ass that, like, deliriously tired. And I just can't seem to fucking get it together. <laughs> so please bear with me, you know, because, like, from the last going into 60 days soon, it's going to be, like, even in the summer going into now because it's still warm out here. You know, I'm going from, from the summer, I'm going from sandals by day to steel toes by night. You know what I'm saying? And doing it well. <laughs> All for the coins, hunty. So, yes, you know, living successfully screwed up people and how to control your anger before it gets to you. Because I, bitch, been at anger management. These bitches be pushing my buttons. I be like, y'all don't even know who the fuck y'all talking to. I'm a star on the rise. Like, <laughs> who y'all talking to right now? But we got to get going on and moving on, right? So, ah, let's see. Let's see. What else is going on here? Um, I think, okay, so in the previous episode or two I think I started talking about like the crazy ex who was like that I got the call from the parole officer who was going to be coming home 
So the other day, because my number's still the same from a long time, which is why the parole store was able to call me, but I didn't speak to him. I did ask know what I'm going to do. I did the episode called Crazy X, if you didn't catch it, if you, know, if you want to catch up and see what it was that I was talking about. But yeah, this fool's in Attica. I ain't picking up shit. You know what I'm saying? But in, you know, in honor of the, of the crazy-ass motherfucker, if you didn't catch the last episode, I did uh, stumble across a song that he wrote for me, and I wanted to share it with you all right now. So we'll do that. And then when I come back after that, I will get into the article that I found about nine toxic relationships. Feels good to be back, y'all. See you after the break. Chapel's Counters. Okay, we're back from break, and so we are back to the main topic of discussion for this episode, which is toxic relationships, and this article that I found, which I thought was really interesting, I wanted to share with you all, which is entitled, Nine Types of Toxic Relationships You Need to Watch Out For by Carrie Carmody. Now, let me tell you something. When it comes to toxic relationships, I think we all have a story or two or three or four or five or six you know what i'm saying (laughs) that we could share about basically being able to relate to that 
Toxic relationships are just unhealthy and something that we all should try to avoid if we can spot them. You know, if you could spot a toxic relationship beforehand, that would be an amazing thing, right? Because that, I always say all the time, no matter who you meet or who you like or whoever you're talking to, even me, myself personally, if I had some type of, if it was a movie and I had some type of gadget or remote control or the DeLorean, but instead of like um, going back, they say they, they, it's back to the future, but they was going to the past and back to the future. If I could fast forward bottom line and see just what the end was going to be with a lot of people, I think we all would just, everybody, I, I don't give a fuck if I just, like spend my life savings for a fucking shit like that, nigga. I would be fast forward. I would push the fuck out that button all day long. It better have a warranty because a bitch gonna motherfucking burn the shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to see what the end is gonna be. Fuck all that Russian roulette roll. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Living on the edge is cool and all of that, and 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 you know, variety is the spice of life and all of that kind of like you know, being spontaneous is cool. But after a while, honey, that shit is boring. You be like, look, I ain't got but so much time. Like, life is short. And I really do not have time. Like, I'll be damned if by the time I leave this earth, I'm going to suck ass nigga. Like, I'll be, I'd rather be by myself by the time I leave this earth if something happens and be peaceful and happy with, like, 20 motherfucking cats, if that's what's going to be, Spencer Hood and shit, than to be sitting up here, like, dealing with some knucklehead nigga because I ain't want to be alone and motherfucking pass the fuck out or fucking have a heart attack or aneurysm or something. No disrespect to anybody that, you know, and no, it's like people that is on death row. Like, I say it all the time. There's people, look, forget the people on death row. Let's talk about, like, all right, vegans. Like, I'm not really coming for you, but people that's also dieting. Let's go for the dieters, because the vegans are going to kill me. Right? You got people that diet. All they want to eat is salad all day, fucking water. Like, I like water, too. But that's all they want to do, grains and and, and acai berry or, or whatever the whatever the fire you pronounce the shit. That's all they want to do. I don't know what their bowels look like in the morning, but that's all they want to drink all day. And I'm like, listen, I get it, but me, at some point, like, I'm going to want some mayonnaise, like, I'm going to want some fucking cheese, extra, a lot of that shit, like, yeah, you know, like, at, at some point, I'm going to want some meat, I'm sorry, like, I'm trying to get with the vegan shit, but I can't right now, do not judge me, you know, there, at some point, I'm going to really want some extra butter, you know what I'm saying, like, heavy syrup, you motherfuckers are talking some other shit, like, you all want to eat kale all motherfucking day, I mean, that's cool and everything, but, yo, if I got hit by a bus today, the last thing I want to say that I fucking ate was tofu, yo. Like, that is mad whack. Like, you, that's the last thing that you ate. You know what I'm saying? You was, you was over there. You like, like, the last thing you ate was a fucking salad. I don't care how fucking heavy it was. Like, no, man. Like, I'm not going out like that because even niggas on fucking death row got the option to eat whatever the fuck they want on their last meal. And I think the last thing that they're saying that they want is kale with some fucking water with a slice of fucking lemon wedge in it. Give me a fucking break. Like, I want to live. <laughs> now, what does that all have to do with toxic relationships? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But you know what? I, you know, let's just get back on topic. So let's just get to the article because I know that's what y'all all clicked for in the first place, you know. But thank you for bearing with me. <sighs> it says here, if you know what behaviors in a relationship are toxic, you'll be able to recognize them in action. After all, knowledge is power and being on the lookout for toxic relationships of all kinds 
will give you an advantage when it comes to avoiding them altogether, which is basically what I'm saying. Like, it's like Medea say or anybody say, like, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, boo. You know, you really need to be focused on things like that. I try to keep my red flags up at all time. I think even now with dating and the guy that I'm talking to right now, like, I feel like, um... I might look a little bit paranoid or like I'm doing too much, but at the same time, no, because like I've been in the dating game on and off, you know, for a little bit longer than, you know, I would like to claim, you know what I'm saying? But I know what it is, you know, and I'm not a fool. So to be cautious and careful is not a bad thing. But I feel like when it comes to us people looking on the outside, like the guy's attractive or the woman is attractive or whatever it is that you're into or, you know, I've, I've learned not to even get caught up in those things. I learned not to get caught up in money. I learned not to get caught up in their car, status, anything like that. Because even men with the best jobs and the best credit can be assholes and uh, womanizers and things of that nature. So you got to get a little bit smarter with it. And, and and being able to spot a toxic relationship not only spares you from the despair of it, but also it spares you the, from wasting time um, that you could be really devoting not only to yourself, but potentially finding somebody that is actually worth your while and the one that you're meant to be with. So it says here, one, toxic relationship number one, a relationship where one person wants to be in control, right? Now, um, control is always going to be an issue, I guess, in a relationship at some point, because when you get into a relationship of any kind, especially one of like, you know, romantic nature, you are always going to have to compromise in some kind of way. So there, now I wouldn't say it's control, but once you're saying to the, once the person saying to you, I don't like this or whatever situation is, you see that they're acting in a way you got to kind of um, compromise, but there is such a thing called as being or um, who is wearing the pants in their relationship? Is it the male or is it the woman? Now, I personally would not mind a male. Me, now, I personally, I would know. I would say maybe that I am an alpha female, but at the same time, at the same time, being an independent woman raised by another independent woman, like I wouldn't mind necessarily letting somebody take the lead, which in some people's eyes would be considered control, if that person is of sound mind and fucking body. And knows what the hell they're talking about. Because a lot of times there's people that's like, you know, they don't mind. There's a lot of people that, women that don't mind being submissive. But at times, like, I'm not going to be submissive to a knucklehead nigga that's going to put us in situations where, you know what I mean? Like, I could have took the lead, control, you know what I'm saying? And had us in a better situation than what you had us in, you know? And it's not necessarily that you want to outshine anybody. But at the same time, like, it being in a relationship and something serious control whoever is necessarily trying to thrive for that control or get hold of that control kind of necessarily dictates our relationship especially if you lean into it so it says if your partner is controlling it's definitely a huge red flag that your relationship will be a toxic one if it isn't already it usually begins with small unimportant things that even seem endearing at first like your partner wanting to be in control of every plan wanting you to call him every night before you go to sleep However, if you're too tired to call and fall asleep one time, or if you want to make plans for a night out, he'll likely become upset, maybe even angry. Do not put up with this. Okay? So what they're saying here is people controlling you through their emotions. There's a lot of ways that people can control and manipulate you. You know, and if you really like the person, you don't want to lose them, like they said here in this example, that um, you're too tired to call them before 
maybe a particular night. They want to hear it every night, but maybe like out of seven nights in the week, you probably did it maybe five on the on night six. You fell asleep by day day seven. He's going fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do don't put up with that because that is emotional manipulation. You know what I mean? At some point, you have to understand. Like, yes, it's cute. It's endearing by endearing. What she meant by that when she says here um, that at first it could come off as a small, unimportant thing that may even seem endearing. Like, oh, he wants to talk to me every night before he goes to sleep. But after a while, like, are you being a big baby about it? Are you being realistic and understanding about sometimes that I might be tired or whatever? Two, toxic relationship. A relationship with someone who has a serious mental health issue for which they make no effort to seek professional help. Now, damn it, I think like every single one of us could fall into that category, but... Even my ex that I was recently talking about in an episode called Crazy Ex and whose um, song that he sang for me over a prison call <laughs> that I played a little while ago, I can honestly tell you that dating him, I didn't understand going in that he did suffer from certain types of mental illness. And at times, you have to understand people who suffer from mental illness do not take their medications, not because they're trying to be fussy and they don't want to take care of themselves, so much so as the side effects of certain medications do not are not pleasant and they just don't want to deal with it, whether it causes them to have bad dreams, hallucinations, um, whatever it is, they just don't want to deal with it. So sometimes some people don't take it. And so if you're dealing with someone, in my opinion, before I even read what she says, with me in my own personal experience, I can only speak for myself before I read what she says, is that it does not work out for the best because you can't tell no grown-ass adult, grown man or woman or whatever, to take their motherfucking meds, you know what I'm saying, or to go to the doctor or to get a refill or whatever. And if you walk into a situation like that, it is toxic because they're not themselves at all ever at any time in the relationship, depending on what um, disability it is that they might be facing concerning their mental illness. So she says, mental illness is a com- is common and it's possible to have a healthy, happy relationship with someone who suffers from one. However, if your partner has a mental illness and doesn't get treatment, it's likely that their relationship will be toxic. It puts a lot of pressure on you because you'll feel compelled to try and help them work through things when you're not qualified and it's not your responsibility. You might also feel guilty or nervous when it comes to being straightforward and honest about how you feel if you think it might be difficult for them to hear or potentially make them feel worse, okay? Like I had situations where I was dealing with a person who's suffering from PTSD. Sometimes they want the TV off. Sometimes they don't want to have lights on. You got to sit there and quiet with them. It's like it was very odd, very awkward. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they think that things are watching them. through. You know, I can't tell them what they really see or don't see. But if you don't know what you're walking into, yeah, it becomes toxic because what is that? That's not a healthy relationship, okay? Moving forward. Four, a real, I mean three, a relationship that is intended to complete you and your partner. Like, I don't know that any one relationship could complete anyone or anybody, but out there we do have heard, do have heard, mm, you went to school, you're college educated, get it together. May have heard, even on uh, movies or just a good old-fashioned cliche saying that somebody you may find in life will be your soulmate and will complete you. But she says here, any relationship where the people involved are reliant on their partner to complete them 
will be a toxic one. A relationship can and should bring you happiness, but it's completely unfair to rely on your partner to make you happy or fill any voids in your life and vice versa. Everyone is responsible for their own happiness, and it isn't anyone else's job to fix someone else's boredom, loneliness, and insecurities. It will lead to fights, stress, and toxic toxicity when you and or your partner realize that it's impossible for a relationship to complete you. That's what I'm saying. When it comes to happiness, I've talked about this in previous relationship episodes. You got to find your own happiness, which is why even now in dating, it's very important to me that um, whoever I'm, I forget, you know, dating is one thing, but whoever I get into a relationship with in the future needs to understand the certain um, boundaries that I have concerning the hobbies that I've had before them that make me happy and make me who I am. Certain things like certain spaces that space and time that I need for myself to make me happy and who that I am. But if you have a situation where <clears throat> um, somebody is completely dependent on you all the time and you have to abandon your your hobbies all the time or the things that make you happy all the time to make them happy, not only is it draining to you, um, it's not necessarily going to fulfill a relationship or make it grow forward or go forward in a healthy way. And the same thing if the person, if you're the person who constantly needs that person because you feel like they complete you. At some point, you are sucking them dry and making them feel guilty for doing simple things that is natural for them to do on their own without you, all because you feel like if they're not with you, they're um, not in love with you or making them feel guilty. Next, four, a relationship where someone uses the past to excuse bad behavior in the present. If your partner uses his past or yours to justify emotional outbursts, behavioral issues, trust issues, or plain not treating you well, the relationship will not only become more toxic as it continues, um, but it will not last. We've all dealt with the crappy situations and people um, people in, our, in life, but that's not an excuse to treat people who had nothing to do with that badly. You should not be an emotional punching bag for someone to take out his past issues or frustrations on. So basically, it comes with like healing before you get into a relationship. Everybody can be guilty of this male or female. But the truth of the matter is whether it's you or the person that has your interest at the moment or at the time, if that person has um, or uses past relationships as an excuse uh, for behavior in the present, like I don't trust you because everybody will have this thing. And it's okay to... It's okay to feel that way like i have issues ah now where i guess what i'm dating well maybe they try to he asks me like what is it or my but only because he asks i will i will give him an answer and sometimes i'll be like well i'm still trying to adjust to this because of that but it's not necessarily that i'm wounded by any one person because can't any man from my past that i've dated uh might have slept with or whatever had a sex relationship with nobody not one past relationship can really hinder me like anybody, but I do know that in my 30s, I did say to myself that I was going to take things differently, do, do, do things differently, take it a little bit slower. And that's just a vow that I make to myself that I'm going to stick to. So it's not necessarily necessarily pertaining to other people, but at the same time, history does repeat itself and you can learn a lot from history. So why not me kind of be like, well, I did have this in the past and you maybe remind me of that. You know, so it's okay to do that and it's okay to be cautious. But it's another thing with if every time you turn around, that's all you're talking about. Even if the person's not asking you, hey, what's up? Why are you so frigid? Why are you so distant or cold? 
you know, if they're asking you, that's one thing. It's another thing if you're just saying it um, all the time or they're saying it all the time. Next, a relationship with someone who's extremely insecure and jealous. Okay, now, I know for a fact that as a fire sign, I do get jealous, okay? But my thing is with jealousy, I know that if I'm jealous in a little bit of a way, to a lot of a way, that I do care about the person very much. For me not to be jealous even uh, a little bit means that I don't necessarily, and I'm just saying this is how weird, it could be how I'm wired. It could be weird, but that's what it is, that I'm not necessarily that interested or as interested as I, I would be maybe in somebody else that I felt that way for before. So long story short, I guess going concerning that, um, chemistry obviously is important. But you don't want to be the person who every five minutes, and I have been guilty of this in the past, accusing somebody of doing something um, that they're not when you think that they are. So she says here, a little jealousy isn't a bad thing in a relationship, which is what I just mentioned. But if your partner is so insecure and jealous to the point they're always questioning you, accusing you, and making you feel like you're doing something wrong when you're not, that's a relationship that's toxic. If your partner tries to make you feel... Oops, lost that for a second. Give me a second, guys. If your partner tries to make you feel guilty or bad because they're insecure, that's a red flag in a relationship you want to run away from ASAP. Now, I also want to say that first you should talk to them about it. Because sometimes people do do things in their nature without realizing it that does come off on the outside looking in as flirtatious. And even if you're not a jealous person, because the signs can be misread or misunderstood, which has happened to me, that you could really just look at it as if that the person is worse or, or you could paint them off as being like worse than what they are. So sometimes it's just good to kind of talk about it. But I personally feel like if it comes to situations like flattering, my rule of thumb is that if the person that you're with or like or talking to and you know they know that you're talking to or you're like you know is in the same room or building or whatever that your actions at that time should be very respectable that's how i try to move anyway as best as i can without being rude to other people and acting like oh i can't talk to you because if i talk to you nobody wants to be that person that's like i can't talk to you because you know i don't want anybody to even feel that way if they're dating me that you can't talk to this person or that person but at the same time, please don't be out here making me look like a fucking fool because all you're doing is like cheesing all on somebody's face. You know what I'm saying? Like even innocent or not, like carry yourself in a way because if I'm sitting here, you know how men are. If you're sitting here in somebody's face or a guy's talking to you and, and guys can be very flirtatious and ladies sometimes don't want to be rude and be like, no, I'm not. Even if you know you're not into the guy, you don't necessarily want to be rude. But next thing you know, you're hearing about this. You, you know, you was doing this, you were doing that. You know, but if you say something to a guy about something he was doing, even if it was just innocent, all of a sudden, like, you're this, you know, in, you know, insecure, jealous bitch. It's not everybody that's that way. It's just kind of like, listen, maybe sometimes guys are doing too much or women, but maybe not. Long story short, too much insecurity and jealousy is a bad thing. A relationship with someone who's not open and honest. If you find out that your partner has been trying or lying to you or bending the truth, your relationship will inevitably be a toxic one. It's possible that you'll notice your partner lying to his family or close friends. And even if he claims to be telling you the truth, it should definitely be a red flag that your relationship is toxic. If he's lying about silly, insignificant things that don't really matter to important people in his life, it's only a matter of time. Or if he's lying about insignificant things that don't really matter to important people in his life, it's only a matter of time before he starts lying or 
trying to lie to other important things about you. Next, eight, a relationship with someone who has an addiction or dependency issues. Dependency issues go back to me to the same thing I was saying before with needing to complete somebody. She says, it's normal to enjoy a glass of bottle of wine some nights. Oh, maybe this is something different. This is something different. But if your partner has to be drunk every day or has a tendency to self-medicate rather than actually deal with issues, your relationship will be a toxic one. You will feel drained, defeated, alone, likely a little lost yourself if you stay in a relationship with someone who has addiction or dependency issues. So these addiction and dependency issues she's talking about is um, concerning uh, drug and alcohol abuse. Okay, which I I think anybody could totally understand how that could hurt a relationship, whether you had somebody, uh, dated somebody like that or had a member of your family like that or a friend. Next, nine, a relationship that has any kind of physical or emotional abuse. Any kind of physical and emotional abuse is a clear, definite sign that your relationship is a toxic one. Not only is your physical and emotional safety and well-being at stake if you continue a relationship with someone abusive, but the longer you're in, a rela- in the relationship, the more difficult it is to leave. If a partner shows any sign of emotional, physical abuse, it's time to cut them off. Otherwise, you'll find, un- you'll find yourself in a toxic relationship. And lastly... A relationship that's lacking communication, which I think we all know that. One sign of a toxic relationship is that you or your partner are more passive aggressive than straightforward. Communication is an important factor in relationships, and without it, toxicity toxicity thrives and strengthens. This is my thing right now with not only people that you date, but people in my life. Like I would much rather that people tell me what's going on or what they're feeling or what be real with me. You know what I'm saying? And, just, and we can talk it out. Like, I'll talk about I'll talk about anything with anybody as long as you be respectful as possible. If you need to shout and you need to hell, yell, hell, bitch, I'll yell and shout at you too, man or woman. You know, but at the same time, like, we're going to get to the nitty-gritty. And at the end of it, all I ask is that we can walk away feeling um, good and also still respectful to one another. Meaning, if we agree, we agree. If we agree to disagree, even better. But we got to be respectful. And sometimes with communication, these days, I feel like all these people not really listening, but nobody's really truly communicating in the proper way. So communication is key to any relationship, you know. But at the same time, nobody, like, if you find that the person is a nag, tell them they're a nag. Well, the hope, we would hope that after you tell them they're a nag, they'll be like, okay, let me try to cut back some. That necessarily isn't always the case. But at the same time, as long as you do your part, and communicating whatever that issue is in that example, nagging, you know, you did what you had to do. And so if the time comes when you walk away, the person says, oh, I don't understand. What do you mean you don't understand? I've been trying to communicate to your dumb ass for the longest time. You know what I'm saying? That you is a nag <laughs> type of ish. So, yeah, um, that's it. That's all I got to say. I think my neighbor's outside talking all in the day. I ain't got no time. I ain't... So I'll see you all next time here on Chopper's Corner. Thanks for listening, you all. Bye.